0: He had to go through Samaria on the way, and around noon as he approached the village of Sychar he came to Jacob's well, located on the parcel of ground Jacob gave to his son, Joseph. Jesus was tired from the long walk in the hot sun and sat wearily beside the well. Soon a Samaritan woman came to draw water and Jesus asked her for a drink. He was alone at the time, as his disciples had gone into the village to buy some food. The woman was surprised that a Jew would ask a despised Samaritan for anything, usually they wouldn't even speak to them, and she remarked about this to Jesus. He replied, If you only knew what a wonderful gift God has for you, and who I am, you would ask me for some living water. But you don't have a rope or a bucket, she said, and this is a very deep well. Where would you get this living water? And besides, are you greater than our ancestor Jacob? How can you offer better water than this which he and his sons and the cattle enjoyed? Jesus replied that the people soon became thirsty again after drinking water. But the water I give them, he said, becomes a perpetual spring within them, watering them forever with eternal life. Please, sir, the woman said, give me some of that water, then I'll never be thirsty again and I won't have to make this long trip out here every day. Go and get your husband, Jesus told her. But I'm not married, the woman replied. All too true, Jesus said, for you have had five husbands and you aren't even married to the man you're living with now. "'Sir,' the woman said, "'you must be a prophet. "'But say, tell me, why is it that you Jews insist that Jerusalem is the only place of worship, "'while we Samaritans claim it is here, at Mount Gerizim, where our ancestors worshipped? Jesus replied, "'The time is coming, ma'am, "'when we will no longer be concerned about whether to worship the Father here or in Jerusalem, "'for it is not where we worship that counts, but how we worship. "'Is our worship spiritual and real? "'Do we have the Holy Spirit's help?' For God is spirit, and we must have his help to worship as we should. The Father wants this kind of worship from us, but you Samaritans know so little about him, worshipping blindly, while we Jews know all about him, for salvation comes to the world through the Jews. The woman said, Well, at least I know that the Messiah will come, the one they call Christ, and when he does, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus told her, I am the Messiah. Just then his disciples arrived. They were surprised to find him talking to a woman, but none of them asked him why or what they had been discussing. Then the woman left her water pot beside the well and went back to the village and told everyone, come and meet a man who told me everything I ever did. Can this be the Messiah? So the people came streaming from the village to see him.
1: Hi everyone, I'm loving the creativity in all of our services at the moment. It's so wonderful to see so many people using their creative gifts to help all of us to connect with God. And today we're starting a new series in John's Gospel. It's a book packed full of stories of people who have an encounter with Jesus. You know, some find healing and wholeness and go away profoundly changed. For others, it's a bit more uncomfortable. Um, They find that a light is shined onto their hard hearts. But for all of them, it was a deeply significant moment. Now, through this series, we pray that we, each one of us, would have an encounter with Jesus and have our hearts softened to what God in Jesus is wanting to do in us and through us to the world. Now, The encounter we're looking at today is an iconic one. It's the story of the Samaritan woman who throughout the story is unnamed, and yet hers is the longest conversation Jesus has with another individual in the whole of the Gospel of John. And the setting is in some ways ordinary and and everyday. It's it's a local well just outside a, a Samaritan town called Sychar. Now, a well was a place many people, usually women, would go every morning. So you can imagine that they made a bit of a social occasion of it. You know, laughing and talking, exchanging bits of gossip and remedies for their children's ills or for old people's ailments. You know, rather like in Covid or non-Covid times, I should say, um, we might gather outside um, the school, collecting our kids from the school gate or perhaps do our weekly shop in Lidl. I remember when food shops were just another mundane job to get through in the week. And, and yet now, still in the throes of lockdown at a food shop for me, and the possibility of just waving at an acquaintance from a distance feels like a real treat uh, and the highlight of my week. And one woman, however, she comes on her own to the well. At midday, we read long after all the other people in the heat of the sun have retreated indoors. Maybe she wouldn't be welcome to mingle with the ordinary crowd. And with prophetic insight, Jesus knows that she, either by death or or perhaps divorce, has found herself having had five husbands. She's a survivor. And, And even now, the man she's with isn't her husband. It's not a stretch to imagine, the year-by-year accumulation of wounds and scars in, in the mind and the body of this unnamed woman. And in this, in some ways, quite ordinary public place, she has an encounter, not with that sandwich toasty maker that she'd always wanted in the middle aisle at Lidl, but with Jesus, God in the flesh. And God in Jesus met her right there where she was perhaps least expecting it. We often associate God with cathedrals, not car parks. But this is God's world, and he can come and meet us in any way and at any time and in any place he likes. In a prayer meeting, but also in Primark, although not in lockdown. Rumour has it he's also been seen in Asda, and other supermarkets may apply too. So, okay, for God... He can encounter us in the ordinary places. We should expect him there too in our weeks. The story comes hot off the press today from a conversation that Jesus has just had in John 3 with a man named Nicodemus. And we're looking at that one next week. Nicodemus is a powerful, influential, a learned, a respected, orthodox man. Here we have a a woman who is an uneducated, uninfluential person. He was a a man, a Jew, a ruler. She was a a woman in a culture where women were often demeaned or disregarded. A Samaritan in a culture where no love was lost between Jews and Samaritans. And and perhaps also a, a bit of a moral outcast. You know, Samaritan women wouldn't associate with her. The impressive and the titled people, but also the overlooked and unpopular people, in your circle and in mine, need Jesus in equal measure. And this perhaps explains why some of the surprise that Jesus um, uh, has in this encounter, where when he asks her for a drink, uh, and she responds to him, you, you're a Jew and, and I'm a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? And Jesus answers her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. You know, Jesus makes clear that this is no ordinary water not fancy, just vulvity, wonky Scots heart. Still, ice smart vision, dash rejuvenating, alkaline, ugly vos water. Was that right? Uh, but something more significant, even than that kind of water. He says, everyone who drinks this water from the well next to me here will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. And the conversation that follows is so profound that not only does she find uh, saving faith in Jesus, but she convinces her whole town to do so too. Perhaps she's more influential than we, or even she, thought. Such a life-changing moment. Now, What can we learn from this encounter? Firstly, in Jesus our deepest needs for an enduring, loving relationship is met. Earlier I I compared the well to an ordinary, everyday place. But But if you're reading carefully, you may notice that this isn't the first time when a man has met a foreign woman by a well. It's a pattern in the Bible. Moses, after he's fled from Egypt, sits down by a well in a foreign land and meets a woman who then becomes his wife. Abraham's servant called Elisa is sent off to find a wife for his son Isaac and finds Rebekah drawing water from a well. Jacob goes off and finds a well and at noon, at midday, he meets his match, marrying both Leah and then, much later, Rachel. In other words, when a man meets a woman by a well, marriage often follows. And this is all pointing to something much deeper that's going on beneath the surface of this story. Remember our Samaritan, unnamed woman, has had five husbands and, and now she's with another guy. Anyone who's been close to and lost five husbands is going to have a huge amount of grief and brokenness. And you can just imagine that she may be feeling pretty raw, uh, beyond caring about social stigma. And there Jesus makes her that offer, speaking to her deepest need, not for marriage or for comfort in the arms of of a man, but in a loving, enduring relationship with God. That's where her deepest needs will be met. And then that love of the father is what frees her to begin again with others. And I think we see a hint of that in this story of how the whole town follows her. Victor Hugo, the the guy behind Les Mis and many others, said this. He said, the greatest happiness of life is the conviction that we are Loved. Loved for ourselves, or or rather, loved in spite of ourselves. Our need to be loved and to love is at the core of what it means for us to be human. And if you need to know you're loved, you need to know that in spite of yourself, perhaps. That you are in just the right place as you listen to this. To know that you're loved by Jesus And that you can have a fresh start with others, too, is powerful. And so in Jesus, our deepest needs are met. Our needs for that enduring relationship. But secondly, that the water Jesus offers is a spring that never runs dry. The psalmist says this, my soul thirsts for God, for the living God. Where can I go to meet with God? I wonder this... Uh, Today, whether you would describe yourself right now as thirsty for God. In John 7, Jesus puts it like this. Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture said, he said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. Jesus invites the thirsty to come to him and receive living water. That gives us life in all its fullness and all its joy. And this water is like a spring, he says, that rises up within us. It never stops giving you what you need. And for many of us, who would say perhaps that we've been drinking this life-giving water for years. We know that we have this life-giving well, this spring inside of us. But sometimes it can feel a bit silted up It's not quite as it once was. And if if that's you today, I'd encourage you to invite God again afresh to do some plumbing work in your life, to remove any blockages in your life to the flow and the work of the Holy Spirit. You know, why not today, right now, check your priorities and invite Jesus back into the centre of your life. You don't get life-giving water on the side like you're you're ordering a Coke on the side at McDonald's. Jesus needs to be front and centre. He's the pearl of great price. And if you don't make time to eat and drink, you will die. And in the same way, you need to make time to draw on the life of God every day. So today, why don't you find space and every day? to regularly draw on the life-giving water of God. Now, I know this to be true for myself, that as I regularly remind myself of God's promises in the Bible, and as I allow daily prayer to shift my perspective and the way I think about things, Jesus quenches my thirst. And wherever we are, let's receive today that offer of Jesus, where he says, come, to me, anyone who's thirsty, and drink. Lord, now we say that we're sorry for where we've sought out any other way to quench our thirst. And we put you at the centre. Lord, we say again that we need you. And we accept your offer now to come and drink.